Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night, where the three of us boys talk about movies that we like. Ooh. And uh, sometimes I'm, movies we don't like. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, actually. Like the movie Drive. Yeah, which all three of us love. I, um, I just tried suppressing I'm, a cough, and it was very difficult, but I did it, and I'm proud of myself. Good job. Have you guys watched the new season of Sunny, by the way? Because the scene where Dennis is trying to not, not cough, cough. Oh, yeah. Is the basically the only scene where I was like really lolling. I, I liked the very last episode of that season as well. I thought it was really, really funny. Anyway, my name's Niall Thorley, and with me as always my are name is Lucas. Jared. My name is Lucas as well. Very cool. And... Uh, how are you guys doing? Pretty good? Good. Pretty good. It's I snowing watched, quite I watched a, a bit. cool movie this weekend. It's snowing here, too. It's really? It's watch? snowing? It's not snowing here at all, actually. Wow. No, there's zero snow outside. That's like a blizzard. Actually? There's one snow outside for me. There's not even wet outside at all. Wow. Hmm. Must have skipped you. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> I hate the snow so much. What, what were you saying, Lucas? You watched something or you did something? I watched, I watched a cool movie this weekend. Do you know what it was called? No. So <laughs> this week there's some the news I think that we gotta cover. Yeah, I like news. Let's get into right? it, eh? Okay. Let's get into the news. Let's get right into the news. You know when you can tell like the podcast isn't going well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, this was mainly the big news that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, wait, wait, wait. What? We're just going right into it? We need to... Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? What? I already did the <laughs> it's setup. the news. Yeah, but we need to, like, say, hey, welcome back to the news segment. It's me, Niall, and Jared, and Lucas. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot that that's yeah, the pattern. That is that how we do it. <laughs> that is how we do it. Um, Historically. Well, Lest I guess we we're break a little form. too far along now, so we're going to have to break that form. But Dang did it. you know the only shooting stars break the mold? And uh, somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. Yeah. So this is a weird piece of news that I was never expecting. Um, but there is an I Am Legend sequel being made. I was starring, legend. Starring Will Smith again. Because the grenade, I guess, didn't, uh, didn't, get, didn't get him. Let me shed so. some light on the subject. Wait, well, I want to say another thing first. Okay, say your thing. If it is what I think it is, because it also is starring Michael B. Jordan, and if Michael B. Jordan is playing like a young Will Smith or something, that would be very stupid. I and certainly, oh, that would be so Because dumb. that would also not be an I Am Legend movie because mm. the zombies wouldn't be there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I think so. There is an alternate ending. To I Am Legend, where he does not die, and I think right. they're gonna canonize that. Which is the that. better ending? Yeah, it's the better oh. ending, and I think that's the one they're gonna pick up off of. Neat. Because like okay. apparently, cool. when you watch the movie like on disc, it lets you choose the ending anyway, and so I think they're just right. gonna go with the one where he did not die, therefore cool. making it so they can do a sequel. 
I once upon a time later. pirated that movie off of the internet to watch it for Halloween with a group of people, and we pirated it, and it was the alternate ending, and we weren't aware of that, and most of the people in there had seen the movie many times but didn't know there was an alternate ending, <laughs> so there was a v- tangible air of confusion um, <laughs> in that room. It was pretty fun. That's awesome, actually. That would be really funny. Yeah, it was exciting. I, yeah, I that's, did not uh, know there was an alternate ending. Have you seen it? There is. I've only seen it once, and it was like a couple wow. years ago. I thought it was okay. It's good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I actually like. I was it like, this ending sucks. That was like the <laughs> that was like the classic movie in like junior high and even kind of elementary school that like kids were like, oh my gosh, it's the scariest movie you'll ever yeah. see. Like you must see I Am Legend. Yeah. That's I why like, I didn't watch I it, it. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I didn't watch it really? until last yeah. year. I. Had, Everyone was, like, raving about it. I I remember watching that movie a lot as a very young child. (laughs) Well, well, that's what you get when you're the youngest, I think. That's what you get when you let your heart win. Um, I'm not the youngest. I think think growing up, that movie, I Am Legend, was, like, the scary one. And so was The Dark Knight. Not to kind of, like, like, on theme. But people were like, oh, like, I remember going on, like, a a church-related group activity and this kid next to me in the minivan was like dude there's a scene where he's like i want to make a pencil disappear and he stabs <laughs> yeah. it through the guy's head yeah. and i was oh, like i totally remember that. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i think i'm gonna have a nightmare <laughs> gross 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 ew like I'm not I gonna watch that ever in my life i did not watch the dark knight until after i watched dark knight rises actually <laughs> really yeah because my parents did not want me to watch the dark knight because of how grisly it was yeah. and so i didn't Once watch it until like 2004 i didn't watch it until like wow. i graduated high school yeah that's a ways in yeah, yeah. jeez. i remember watching that movie alone one time because i saw that movie in theaters like and then <laughs> that's crazy. Was that 2008? Yeah, 2008. Yeah, I so saw his nine year old kid. <laughs> that, that's I'm telling young. you guys, Niles the youngest. But Niles the youngest. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and then I remember one time years later, I think I was maybe 10 or 11. Um, I watched it in my basement alone. And the lights were off and nobody else was home. And I remember, <laughs> like, I, I like this movie. Like, it's a good, cool Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And then the scene where the dead Batman slams against the glass happened, and I turned it off and left. (laughs) I remember like being a little kid and just thinking like I can't handle this. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, what was I thinking? So I, I definitely grew up without any sort of like hard, intense movies or like being exposed to that. I think the like most intense stuff was like the uh, what's that one like Day After Tomorrow or something? The one with like. The, the bad weather, weather like, yeah the bad weather yeah. freezes the statue of liberty right i just remember yeah. i remember that movie like my parents were watching it or something and i was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh this is so intense it's too so much intense. for you and it was way too much for me <clears throat> and so like even i'll admit like junior high not as much in high school but like when i started trying to actively watch more intense stuff i would have to watch something like uh like really really like calm or happy or right afterwards after. yeah yeah, and yeah literally yeah. <clears throat> watch this, yourself some dragon tales this or is like my spongebob <laughs> no I, I literally this is my confession i watched uh my little pony friendship is magic and i actually got through like two seasons of it wow, wow. you are a brony mm-hmm. dude 
I don't, I wouldn't say I was like full on, but it was just like the most innocent like show I could find. That was like <laughs> at least this. somewhat entertaining. That's when did you watch it? What, what intense thing did you watch that made you watch that? <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> this is where, um, this is where you're going to like <laughs> see how, how little intensity I could take. Um, Despicable me. <laughs> no, it was like the scary episodes of Psych. Oh, no. Oh, the wow. Yin and Yang episodes? Oh, oh my nice. gosh. No, like more of like the, the devils in the details and then the upstairs bedroom. Uh, Anything that had to do with like horror elements. Yeah. It would always get me in like a kind of intense mood. In ju- Dang, this is, dude. again, junior, junior high. high yeah, yeah. So right. it's like not too embarrassing, but still like but I should have been, I should have been ready yeah, for it. You should have <laughs> yeah. But yeah, funny, that's from funny. Psych too, especially. Because yeah. honestly, the yin and yang episodes, I asked that because those got me. When those I was, ones, well, those ones were intense like, too. Definitely. When I was a kid, I was like so mortally like petrified of being kidnapped or being murdered. Um, mm. And so whenever there was anything and any sort of theme like that, basically up until I was like, 14 years old it just like like i was just incapable of processing it like i really didn't start liking horror movies until i was probably like 17 or 18 and then Mm -hmm. i was like you know what actually these are fun and i don't know which movie it was that kind of got me on them but up until that point seriously i would watch an episode of spongebob or adventure time or something after watching something scary and those psych episodes man (laughs) because i watched psych alone so they were tough like there and there were some episodes of doctor who too where i was just like oh yeah, Please. like the what's the the statue one? Yeah, is the, only the, one uh, I, like, the weeping remember. angels. Yeah, yep. So if That's you were wondering, if <laughs> we are cowards. The answer is the answer yes. is yes. <laughs> we're <laughs> cowards. See, in too, all the too best bad. Of ways. Niall didn't show me Adventure Time until college. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might, well, I just kind of figured but... that everybody loved Adventure Time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, oh, seriously. I mean, I, I would certainly have... love it. I would have for sure watched that over My Little Pony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. Adventure Time, after, like, season three or four, starts not being so happy and light and innocent all the time. I haven't watched that much past those seasons, actually. I saw you just finished, though, right? Yeah, I finished Adventure Time, and holy, dude. Does it have a good ending? I was just weeping and weeping. The last episode is just, like... It's it's such a good goodbye, you uh-huh. know? Mm. And, like, it's all the characters kind of saying goodbye to each other. And in just the sweetest way, It's it was very emotional for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was so good. But, yeah, that's all the news I have. And I Am Legend sequel is coming out. We got to hear from there. Well, you know another <laughs> sequel that's coming out? An um... alien sequel. Oh yeah! Oh, another alien movie. Are you guys excited for another alien what movie? What was the last well, one? And Covenant? isn't it being directed by Fede the Alvarez. stupidest person ever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Don't Breathe One man. Luckily, Ooh. he was not involved with Don't Breathe Two because that movie yeah. was probably the worst movie I saw last year. Um, <laughs> beyond yeah, we should that, should have done an episode like that. The oh, worst we should have saw the worst of twenty. Well, we talked well, we about the worst. Best worst. I, think I, I think I mentioned. Oh, that did we? One. Mm-hmm. We just spent yeah. too much of it talking about Boss Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, beyond that, a Free Guy sequel is in the works as well, as oh, well good. as a Pitch Perfect oh, TV series. Oh, sequel. I heard about the Pitch Perfect TV series with what's her face from Modern Family. Uh, sure. Sarah Highland. Yeah. I've... Sarah Highland. Highland. Sarah Highland, Jamila Jamil, and Adam Devine. Oh, Which, like, course. I like him, I just... but. 
And it keeps being in stuff that's stupid, so... <laughs> it's actually just workaholics, too. Yeah. <laughs> but they say it's not. <laughs> um, the other news being that... Um... Okay, cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? I mean, I'm that pretty shocked by it. It's, it's crazy that that's actually happening. Do you have any news, Jared? Yeah. Well, so fun fact about Pitch Perfect. You know how it's kind of like intense at some parts? <laughs> I've never watched any of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll, joking. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, I, I, I don't like those movies that much. Have you seen all three? I have, no. actually. Have you seen any of them, Niall? I've seen... One and two, and I remember that I was like, oh, David Cross is in this, so David Cross is in this, so it can't be that bad. And then five minutes later going, oh, no, never mind, it's that bad. <laughs> About the third one? No, because he's in the second one, I think. I have no idea. I've never I, seen those. I don't here's remember a, who he is. Here's a fun confession. I've never he's seen like the, a Pitch Perfect, and I've never seen a High School Musical. You've never seen... Dude, dang. High School Musical bumps. Yeah, that's true. They're not... I mean, they're kind of in the same realm, but I Jared, mean, one's kind of. an actual musical. Yeah. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. What is the best high school musical film? There is a correct answer. It's number two. Very good. What it's about number same. four? Um. Shut up, Lucas. Does, what about high school you don't, musical? You don't get to. You don't get to talk about this with us, okay? What about Tuesday. high school Shut musical? Up. The musical, the show. I think it's the series. The board but game. The series, I also yeah, haven't seen that. Starring Olivia Rodrigo. The I've heard it's pop star now. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's unwatchable. <laughs> we hang well, out with two hey, very different crowds. <laughs> is there any other news? Yeah, here's some fun news. Uh, this really cool movie uh, last week not from you. came out called The Batman. Have you guys heard of it? The Batman. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that came out this weekend. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That is big news. One of Niall's yes, most anticipated movies on, of the year, and he didn't even log My, in on Letterboxd. Mm, my most Coward. anticipated movie Coward. of the year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, that's another big piece of news. Everybody that's listening, I am on Letterboxd again. Yay! Well, kind of. <laughs> kind kind of. of. <laughs> he, he, I'm trying to... I'll go I'll go pop a boy on the, on the Letterboxd about... You'll go, that, you'll go pop but, a chubby uh, in there. But that's good, because Niall doesn't doesn't know what we rated it, Lucas. He does that's not. He has true. no I have not checked the app yep. since I saw the movie. And he's not so read our reviews. Good. Jared, out of, unrelated, but did you ever end up watching Spider-Man again? I still haven't. No, Dang, dude. That's I know brutal. it's. I, I I really want to. Maybe I'll what? go. Because you talking about Jared? It, Jared's horrible theater experience. Yeah. Oh, you only saw it once. I, I have only seen it once. Wow. Which I it, saw it like four times. I know it's a shame. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Everything got so crazy right after. And yeah, I, I was thought I went. January is but, brutal. Um, I really haven't been to many movies in the theater since. I think this. I mean, honestly, nothing good has really. Maybe come was out. the next one. So. Oh, another piece of news that I think I talked about last time, but I hadn't seen it yet. Um, Studio Six Six Six, the Foo Fighters oh, movie, yeah. came out and it was not good. Like, <laughs> it was it was fun um, to watch. I'm a big fan of the Foo Fighters. I yeah. love all of those guys. So for that reason, it was fun. But imagine you go to a two hour long movie to watch your friends like read lines out of the script <laughs> you're telling me That's, this this famous rock group is not also great actors not also great actors in fact maybe some of the worst actors Oof. Um, That's overall it was really, like, a like it was fun professional the structure of the story what 
I was going to say it's like professional athletes acting in movies. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, oh. It's, it's <laughs> like Michael Jordan in Space Jam where you're just kind of like, the movie is fun, but this is not going well for you, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the story was fun. And uh, like, I don't know. Actually, in the first 30 minutes, there was some pretty good horror stuff hmm. that I was kind of like, oh, snap, you're doing a good job. And then it just got worse. <laughs> classic good but it was like i had a fun time if you like the foo fighters go see it once is my advice what if you like horror movies are you going to be disappointed if, going in um, thinking it's a horror movie actually i don't think so if you like or it's like, like a horror old, comedy if you like kind of old campier horror like kind of evil dead type stuff i think there there are elements of this movie that you'd get a kick out of cool okay well that's but good overall i don't know that's two it. different crowds yeah good well, hey, speaking um, of the Batman, um, guess what? it grossed almost $150 million this weekend. That's the projection. Whoa, right. and so at just, least that's great news. 13 bucks of that was mine. Wow. Hey, wow. So, that's awesome, dude. You, yeah. you Almost made a zero of it was mine because I used a gift card. Nice. Wow. So, but I got some popcorn. Well, that doesn't help the movie. That helps the theater, but good for you. I don't care. I don't care, Lucas. I don't care. I don't know if people know this about us. This is another little tangent side thing but all three of us have worked at a movie theater true actually that's big facts Niall and, Lucas I... and I worked at the same movie theater at the same time and almost never worked <laughs> at the same time like a shift together which was so annoying I got so many of my bummer. friends to work there and I very rarely worked with them and it was stupid <laughs> I always had the worst shift Friday Saturday from 5 p.m. to 11:30 p.m. on the yeah. worst position which was it's the concession that. cashier yeah, oh, the good sucks, thing was, dude. though, that you could take home a big, fat bag of popcorn. True. That is, which I did many times. I did do that many times. <laughs> Just a huge, heaping garbage sack full of Just popcorn. Just, like, seriously, like, ten pounds <laughs> of popcorn. More popcorn than any human <laughs> should consume in their entire life. I remember I took home one of those hefty, giant, like, industrial-sized yeah. garbage bags full of kettle corn. Oh. And went home and I watched the extended version of Spider-Man 2. Because nice. Jared had lent it to me. Nice. <laughs> it was great. And you ate the whole bag. I ate a lot of the bag. <laughs> Too much of the bag. <laughs> um, so guess what, guys? This week's topic just happens to line up with that piece of news that Lucas shared, which is that the Batman is out. Um, and we all saw it. We all saw it. We all did see it. We all saw it. Very cool. That's That makes this episode go a lot smoother yeah we were quick um, on the draw usually you know i, I don't so I, I don't know i don't see things as often opening weekend as right. i but superhero movies are kind of fun yeah they i'm gonna are. i'm gonna talk a little bit about how i felt about this movie um and then you guys can go but i guess officially starting here is the spoiler warning um we're gonna be talking about the things that happened in this movie so if you're still waiting to see it um press your pause button um, turn on some music or whatever and listen to something else and then come back when you've seen the movie. I will timestamp, probably. Yeet. Nice. Very cool. You will try. I will try. <laughs> so anyway, I absolutely loved just about every second of this movie. Like, I had a great time watching it. I thought it was so, so, so exciting. Um, for me as like a comic book fan, I, I own one DC comic and it is, um, Batman, the Riddler and Two-Face. And it's a collection of, um, just 
Two-Face stories and Riddler stories separate, nice. almost always. Um, and watching this movie felt like I was reading the Riddler portions of that comic book again. Hmm. It was very detective-y, just kind of linear, like, I'm solving this crime, and I'm going to talk to this person until they give me a new lead, and then I'm going to another person. And it was just kind of like hopping around the whole time in a good, in a very positive way, I thought. Um, I just, I it was everything that I wanted it to be. It felt to me also like they had turned the Batman Arkham video games into a movie, yeah. which was unbelievable. <laughs> Um, and then also I like the fact that this was a Batman movie. It wasn't a Bruce Wayne and Batman movie. It was like the character is Batman and that's what he's doing. And they, they even touch a lot on that kind of concept that gets talked about a lot in the comics. Um, and in some of the animated uh, movies as well, but the fact that he's more Batman than Bruce Wayne and it's not like Bruce Wayne is putting a costume on, but it's like Batman is taking a costume off. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. And I love that element of Batman so much. And I'm, I just love that that's finally, like, the version of the live-action Batman that we have now. And I, like... Oh, I just... I can't stop thinking about how much I loved this movie. I know. It's extremely titillating. It's it's very, very exciting. That's one thing that I wanted to nice, say. Nice, Lucas. Sick word. Thanks for saying that. You're welcome. Lucas learned that word right before the podcast started, and he's trying to been trying. I was to look. I looked. I looked up the word of the day on thesaurus.com, and it was titillating. And I was like, just waiting for a reason Gotta to get use that it. in there. Um, sitting there with his double dutch hands out, <laughs> waiting for a waiting for an opening in the jump ropes. And then I just whoop. I hopped in. Um, <laughs> but I agree with everything you said, especially with the point of uh, Batman being Batman for the whole time, pretty much. I loved yeah. that Bruce Wayne was like barely a part of the story at all. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, with like Gotham being a huge like pl- like character, like the city of Gotham, um, just the aesthetic of it all was it, it didn't feel like New York or like Toronto or like Chicago, like some of the other movies have felt like where like at the beginning of Dark Knight, it's just like <laughs> or uh, or Danny or uh, not Danny Elfman. Um Tim Burton's sketchbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it felt like a, it felt like a real place, but a unique real place, and yeah. I mm-hmm. appreciated that. It was on an island like Manhattan, but it it worked it worked well because Gotham is usually mm. on the coast. But uh, I really liked how, like Bruce Wayne is barely in it, the daytime is barely in it as well. It's dark yeah. and rainy for pretty much the entire movie. There's like Super one cool. scene where it's in the day and it's overcast, so it's like not even. Yeah. really a regular day. It, I thought that was a really bold choice, but I thought it worked really well. Yeah. Um, we'll get into more of it, but I also agree that it was excellent. It was cool. I'm just so glad that this version of the Batman can exist in his own separate world and just oh, do his own too. thing. And they, they, those creatives can just make a world of Batman. They don't have to worry about Superman or Flash or Aquaman. It's just like yeah. this Batman dealing with his villains and his, you know, allies. Well, you say that, but then Flashpoint's going to happen. Yeah, but I, I don't probably <laughs> rope this in. Oh, can you imagine? That would be the worst thing ever. But I don't think that would they would. So I don't upset. think that would be that stupid to do that. Well, I mean, and that's the kind of feeling when like Iron Man came out. It wasn't like, oh, this is a big universe. Yep. This is just a cool character, cool story. Yeah. Or all of those like first ones, it was hinting at something, and that's fine. 
But all yeah. of the DC movies that have come out, it's like, oh, well, this is part of something bigger. This yeah, is something it big. Was from the very beginning, yeah. it was like, we're making this so that we can make the Justice League. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's going to be cool. So and there I was do, none I, of that in this at all, which was yeah. so refreshing. Um, I'll jump into my thoughts. I'm right there with you, boys. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I'm so glad. It's like... We're all positive. I, I know. Wow. Uh, um, especially after just watching Seven. I was oh, like, dude, that's oh, a perfect like, this segue. Is Very cool. So, so, so similar. Yeah, in so, really in like is. the best ways. Um, so I, I thought it was fantastic. My my favorite part of it because you guys kind of touched on the things you liked. I loved just how much attention there was to every shot, every detail. Um, like, like even the opening sequence when it's like the Riddler shows up behind yeah, that was the sweet. mayor mm-hmm. and he's just standing there with like so the cool. TV like glowing in his eyes and he just looks like this phantom uh-huh. and so Very freaky. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Well, and I also thought, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw like, oh, well, there's this little kid. Yeah, dude, it's Robin. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, no, I wasn't thinking it was Robin. I was thinking at the very beginning, I was like, oh, well. I get like well. Oh, Bruce I was Ray thinking Wayne they were gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. and then they did it, and I was like, okay, good. I was so glad. We, yeah, for sure. We know we know the story. Yeah. I don't need to yeah. see pearls being thrown everywhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, I loved that it still touched that. You yeah. know, like him looking at the kid was enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's oh, there's so, so many scenes like that where mm-hmm. all Robert Pattinson does is just stare at someone. Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, even later in the movie when he's in the Riddler's apartment and the cop's like, you can't be here. And he just stares at him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, man. Yeah, you're right. Go on. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. It's just and like, that's the way that so like a science. comic Batman mm-hmm. would do it. Mm-hmm. It's very just like physical intimidation. Yeah. yeah. For, for um, this version of the Batman they wrote and created, Robert Pattinson was like the perfect choice. Like oh, yeah. you Big time. Have, obviously I just like probably everyone else was like Robert Pattinson is Batman. Are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> but for the character that they chose to go with in this iteration of Batman, like he was phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. Um, I will, I was going to say one other thing. Oh man. I love the suit and I loved yeah. how like, just like, he wasn't like a ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just he was a, like a guy cake. in a big old suit yeah. that was like yeah. way bulletproof. Just way And like him s- standing next to uh, Catwoman, just like when they're yeah. next to each other and she's tiny, <laughs> yeah. he yeah. looks like a monster. Yeah. Like a, like he's a, pretty tall. He's like 6'3 or something as well. So like, yeah, he's a big boy. He's, yeah. a, he's a towering, lumbering <laughs> figure anyway. But you throw that yeah. stuff on him, it's like, whoo. Oh, I remember... So there, there was one thing I wanted to ask you guys, um, and I, I, I've heard this get brought up, but I thought they handled it very well. But what were your thoughts on just kind of like the riddle aspect of it? I, I've heard complaints that it was too easy. It's too easily solved. You know, everything was just handed oh, to him. How, well, how would you, if you guys want to address like maybe how they handled that from a filmmaking standpoint? Because I, I think they did a great job. With yeah, I think... So first of all, the Riddler, to me, half of his riddles have always been more about taunting than actually being something yeah. to be solved, oh, for sure. you know? And so like the he lies still, that's not something that's supposed to be like, oh, like, uh, how are we going to figure that out? You know, it's like, who cares? It's just part of the talk, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But then I would think what you're kind of talking about is maybe like the 
the plot convenience of like being able to figure out some of these things, like the URL Rata thing. Sure. I um, think I think which, that I mean that one took them a while. So I think yeah, that okay. one's so, okay. So so you're talking about how they the were solving of... solving things easily. Yeah. Oh, well, here's the thing. No one wants to watch a movie of a guy just sitting yeah, there and trying to like, figure it out. Um uh, <laughs> oh, let it, me could think. it um oh, could it be Like no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, and well, then also rat 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 something? No. This no. is <laughs> this is a thing that I think a lot of people who are um, making that criticism might not understand about Batman because they haven't put this into the movies very much. Hardly at all, even. But in the comics and in the video games, Batman is known as, like, his subtitle is basically Batman, the world's greatest detective. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people that are making that complaint must not really understand that aspect of the character. <laughs> yeah, Which, sure. honestly, if if I were not, like, a hardcore nerd person and I was just going off of basically what was given to me, which is almost exclusively movies, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't know that he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Um, and so, in keeping with, like, with relationship to the comics and kind of that more, like, deeper... the The deeper Batman stuff... It felt very true to it. Oh, yeah. The fact that he would get things very quickly. Or, or like, with the cipher, for example, him figuring out that they weren't supposed to solve the cipher and they had the whole key. That Mm -hmm. is a very Batman thing. Mm -hmm. Like, figuring that out that quickly. But then also, like I was saying with the URL thing, which is a complicated riddle and super ridiculous, and almost seems like, how did he come up with that, you know? That specific scene was where I was, like, especially sold on the movie sure because that riddle felt like i was reading a comic book mm-hmm. <laughs> like url that's it's so outlandish yeah. but in an outlandish way that you're like okay i'm watching a comic book movie and through you know the dark knight trilogy for example i think the world was kind of going through this really like realism heavy phase of like if we're gonna make something we gotta make it feel like it's in the real mm-hmm. world and I think, like, it wasn't that way when the X-Men movies were coming out or when Spider-Man was coming out, but it kind of went that way. Yeah. And I think we're coming back out of it where people are willing to let a movie be a little outlandish and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this movie felt a lot like the beginnings of that, yeah. you yeah. know? Of, like, it still feels really real, but it's also, like, you, this is a comic book and you're going to have to be okay with some stuff. Well, especially you know? with the Gotham, like I already talked about, just that, the way, just the texture of the city and just of the whole movie, it felt like, yeah, this is a real world, but also it's its own a fictional thing. world. It's, it's a fictional yeah, world. The like, biggest it's... nightclub in the whole city wouldn't be like under an open subway with no parking. Yeah. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I, but it looks cool. Yeah. And yeah. so have it be in the movie. You know? I, I agree. I think now, I think you touched on, on that really well. I think especially with riddles, if I told you guys a riddles, a riddle right now, the fun part isn't like solving it. It's like the cleverness of the answer or just like how it fits together. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I right. mean, I, I, I think that it's not the that... brain gears grinding away until you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also on the, on the end of a podcast, if you were to ask us a a riddle right now. Yeah. The podcast from here on would be us going, um, um yeah. Okay. Uh, well, time. time. And then you're like, no, no, nope, not time. Right answer. Like, Teeth. Okay. 
Um, and like, no one wants to watch that movie. Yeah. That sucks. No, it'd be very boring. So, especially with it being three hours. Yeah. I think there yeah. is, the, again, like I said, that attention to detail. Uh-huh. Where, like, in the scene after he, like, gets the cipher and he's trying to figure it out, you see him, like, the next day with his eyes just bloodshot, like, sitting in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's been looking at this for, like, yeah. hours and yeah, hours yeah, and yeah. hours. So it's like it's implied, but you don't have to show it. You don't have to show. And, <laughs> All right, and we're going to just take a quick five-minute interlude of just him sitting of at his computer. A just... montage <laughs> of him looking at a decipher. Yeah. Um, the, the next question I want to throw to Lucas. These are little things I wanted to talk about that don't really fit into the mold of our podcast, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, and that is Michael Giacchino's score. Uh, Holy We have so Danny good. Elfman, who did uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, we have obviously Hans Zimmer, who did uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, and now uh, Michael Giacchino's with Matt Reeves' Batman. And so, how how do you think that score uh, embodied this story? And and what are your thoughts of that being added to the roster of Batman scores? This is just for me. Yeah, sure. I mean, now can just now. Okay, no, I. Yeah, I Dude, literally, I from the trailer even just at the end of the trailer where it had Batman walking towards Penguin with the fire behind yeah. him. So good, man! I loved it. Very cool. Um, so I, man, see the thing is, a movie score for me, or like a score of a TV show, or in, in general, is particularly good when you can remember it afterwards. Like you can remember specifically the way that it sounds, because there are certain. Mm-hmm. Even like Tenet, which didn't have like a huge theme, but there are certain elements of the score that I can remember very clearly. Um, and that really just, I think, marks the the excellence of a score, and especially with this one. Just that four piano note, just huge theme, that just uh, thundering multiple times throughout yeah. this was just so cool. Yeah. It worked so well for this. It just worked so well for the tone of the movie and the version of the character we got because it's just very ominous in certain parts it's very spooky and then it's very like overpoweringly like intimidating in other parts and it's just yeah. the same four piano notes that he just switches up which yeah. i just thought well, was so cool it worked so well i also um wanted to kind of bring up that this movie like i'll compare it to the dune soundtrack or the dune score mm. which is which is maybe a bold comparison sure because the dune score is you know phenomenal yeah but it okay. feels like the score. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like fine. the score of this movie is part of the story, yeah. not just there to kind of build the environment, but like you hear the minor key Ave Maria, yeah. and you're like, okay, Riddler's doing something, yeah. you know? Or like, and and also just the themes, the Ave Maria thing. Even in the background, I was noticing, and I listen to the score maybe too much in movies, but there's one point where the timpani like the very big drum, like 2001 Space Odyssey, doom, 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 that in a very low place in the back of the mix does a a minor key Ave Maria (laughs) that you can like barely even hear, but it's there. And it's like they played Ave Maria on a drum. (laughs) That's so ridiculous, but it's cool. And it, it is part of the story or Catwoman's kind of like, almost like Spanish the, sounding, like sexier like theme. Like the little the, piano Yeah, it, it, was, it was super, super cool. And then, yeah, Batman's very powerful theme. Like, all of the characters were made 
more what they are because the soundtrack was adding on to them, mm. you know? Yeah, I like And it. I just, oof, I loved it. Yeah, I like how you put that. No, I think, I, I, I know this is not really a discussion episode so much, so I wanted to touch on these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the last thing I wanted to say was how brilliantly the story takes the character of Batman on a journey where he's mm-hmm. one character at the start of it. And at the end of this, at the end of the movie, he's a very different character. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about this all the time with great villains. Um, they should push the character into a new direction. Mm-hmm. Basically they oppose each other in such a way that the, the, the protagonist can see a falter in his way of like thinking. And at the yeah. end of the movie, he's, that line when the guy who works for the Riddler is like, I'm vengeance. And you're like, you see it dawn on Batman. Like, I've been going about this the wrong way. Yeah. If I right. want to change Gotham, I can't do it as this, like, dark, broody, like, just beat the crap out of people, you know, bring this vengeance. I have to be a symbol. I have to be a beacon of hope. And I thought that right. was so cool. Um and, and that, I don't know, that was one other thing that I, I wanted to make sure we touched on, is how cool just the story was for that character. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was great. That was one thing I really appreciate with this, that you kind of touched on with him. With They didn't show us the Martha and Thomas Wayne murder, but they just mm-hmm. threw us into a world where Batman is already Batman. and yeah. But he's still new enough at being Batman that you get to see parts of his character progression and like character development into becoming yeah. more comfortable in his role as the Cape Crusader. But at the same time, he shows up at the very beginning and he is like helping out the Gotham City Police Department because, you know, they know each other. Like he and Gordon are already buddies and right. he is intimidating to these thugs because they know who he is. Um, they know the Batman right. is the Batman. And so having that already established, it just works so well. Because the same thing that they did with Spider-Man, it's like everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows their origin story. You don't need to retread it. So I really appreciated how they did not do that in Homecoming, and they didn't do that in this either. And right. it, the the films benefit from it because we've gotten, you know, Batman Begins, you can't, in my opinion, you can't really make a better origin story for Batman than that movie because I love Batman Begins, and it really takes you through his whole arc of being a kid and then, you know, growing up and having to face his fears and then eventually, you know, training and then becoming the Batman. And then with, obviously, Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, awesome Spider-Man origin, you don't need to do that anymore. Everyone understands. And so having this movie where it's Batman, has, has been Batman for two years, and he has these villains, these cav- this cavalcade of villains as well that's already been established, which I thought was really cool, in particular with the Joker in Arkham Asylum, for me, that implied that they've already fought. Like, Batman and Joker are already enemies, and he's already yeah. arrested him. And so when they yeah. do meet on screen, it won't be the first time that those characters have met. It'll be the first time we yeah. see them meet. But there's already going to be a history between them, which, yeah. again, I'm very excited about because... It should be cool, yeah. It's like, we um, we already know the Joker as well. We get that Batman and the Joker are foils. We don't need to see that play out as well <laughs> again. However, it'll be cool to see them fight in some way or another. Um, I have a mini question before I ask my actual question. Okay. Sure. And this is just a, if you've got one, share it. Um, I'm going to ask the question and then immediately share mine so that Lucas doesn't steal it. There were a couple of pretty kind of fun Easter eggs in this movie. Uh-huh. 
um, did you like notice any or that were like kind of a reference to something or maybe just kind of that like brought, you know, that pulled your attention? Mine, for example, <laughs> is um, at the end when he takes his adrenaline shot uh-huh. um, to kind of like get up and keep fighting, you know, and it like turns him like freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love too, and the fact that he has a little cap yeah, the, in his he, like, suit specifically it for it, like so cool. Um, that they kind of made a point a little bit to show the vial and show that it was kind of green. a green liquid, and there is kind of a rumor going. There's obviously nothing confirmed, but kind of an assumed Easter egg in that that it is venom, which is the um, the substance that makes Bane. Um, big boy, strong boy, and angry guy in the comics, you know? Sure. And so I I like to almost kind of headcanon that Easter egg as like, Batman has come across this. Maybe not Bane yeah. yet, but he's come across Venom in the world, and he's realized, okay, this would be bad for me to, like, use all the time, but I can see it coming in mm-hmm. handy, so I'm going to take some with me in case. And kind of like, it's, it's all, it like... To me, in my head, that's Batman with his contingency plan to kill every member of the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, You know, where it's like, he knows knows that this stuff you shouldn't do, but in the event that you have to, it's better to be prepared than not, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun fact about that. Did you know (laughs) Batman has a contingency plan for every member of the Justice League except for one? (laughs) Who's and that is Green is Arrow, because he does not consider him a formidable oh, threat. Oh, yeah, I have heard that, actually. <laughs> I did not know that's that. That's true. Because he canon. doesn't that need to have a contingency plans for him, because he just can shoot He's him like, in the head. Yeah, it's like, it's That was just the Batman writer of that, of that issue, digging at whoever created <laughs> Green, Green Arrow. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, hey, you made a crappy character. That's um, awesome. I, and then the CW was like, "No, oh, he's cool. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's edgy." <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't really notice anything. Uh, maybe it's. I'm not like the biggest Batman sure, fan, yeah. uh, but like, I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the comics, uh, there they actually do use some sort of like spotlight in the sky with the bat okay. symbol. So when they included it in this movie, uh, it was a subtle nod. It's a subtle nod to the to the. <laughs> The comics that is really uh, awesome i have not realized that before put today. The, the symbol in the sky um nice. I'll, I'll just do cool. the one that i briefly mentioned which was uh robin i think is gonna end up being that kid um i just so hard disagree i but continue why well, I, well <laughs> I, I i it felt like i think they're gonna do robin again in this world because i feel like a good robin character would be awesome we've yeah, never cool. once gotten a good robin <laughs> in a Besides, movie Teen Titans Go, the movie. <laughs> Teen Titans Go, the movie. I mean, technically. Have you guys seen Teen Titans Go, the movie, by the I way? I have. It's fun. Because it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love that movie. Yeah. It's fun. It's definitely fun. Um, but a live action Teen Titans, like a live action just Robin, right. like the dynamic duo of Batman and Robin, we have not gotten since 1966 in any sort of and tangible good. good way. Because the movie yeah. Batman and Robin is wretched. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, okay, I just asked that because my mom keeps saying that she likes it when we talk about Easter eggs. Okay. <laughs> well, there's there's one I heard, um, and you guys might have to maybe give me a little more background of it, but sure. in the background in, like, the Riddler's home, 
Well, first of all, the Riddler does not have his iconic like green costume mm-hmm. or anything right. that he's kind of wrapped up. Uh, and people have said it is very similar to another villain oh, yeah. called Hush. Hush yeah. And in yeah. the background of one of the scenes, there's a poster basically that just says in big letters "Hush." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that, I don't that know. That comes if, up if that's a reference to so what? But yeah, that's an Easter egg. Hush. It, that's definitely an Easter egg. Very good. Um, Hush is another character who I don't think has much of a connection to the Riddler other than that they both fight Batman. But his <laughs> whole thing is that he was a plastic surgeon um, who changes the way that he looks, right? Mm. To kind of like do different things. Like, for example, in the Batman Arkham Knight video game, and this is also taken from a comic book storyline, but he makes himself Bruce Wayne mm. and then like passes all of the facial identification scans to get into Wayne Enterprises and kind of start doing stuff that way and he's a cool character and so in the background i was thinking about this because in the background of the riddler's apartment there's like a kind of a head thing like a bust that just kind of felt like hush because one of his iconic looks is just his head completely wrapped in like gauze wrap like bandage wraps gotcha um that's kind of like the way he generally looks in the comics and there was just kind of like a bust in the background of Riddler's apartment that kind of looked like that. And then a shot in one of his um, uh, videos that he sent out to the news networks that said hush across the screen. And so it was kind of like, that would be cool, you know, yeah. but I don't I think it was definitely like the true at its heart Easter egg of like, this doesn't mean anything to the story. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, hush from the comics. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think they'll adapt him. Because yeah. Riddler, which is unfortunate, because he's a really cool character. Yeah, but I, I feel like but they kind of combined Riddler and him. I I think they did too. And I'm alright. Um, <clears throat> now here's my question. Let's hear it. My question's Yay. pretty meat and potatoes, not very interesting, but um, that means that we can get through it quick. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Who do you think had the standout performance in this movie? Because we had a lot of big time good actors doing a lot of big time good stuff. Yeah. So who who took the cake for you? I'm gonna yeah, go first. Please do it. Uh, and I'm um, going. <laughs> I'm gonna preface my answer by saying I don't think there was a single performance in this that I disliked. Um, every single for a yeah. movie where we don't know any of the characters as far as the actors playing them, I thought every single character was compelling and interesting, and all the performances were excellent. Um, I loved the duo of um, Gordon and Batman. I thought that worked really well. I loved Penguin, um, even Carmine Falcone. He was great. Um, Wonderful. Catwoman, it all it all worked really, really well for me. But I can't not say Batman. Honestly, I thought Robert Pattinson mm. did so well, like shockingly well, because my expectations were so low because Robert Pattinson, I mean, he's an excellent actor. In everything I've seen him in Beyond yeah. Twilight, he's been great. <laughs> um, and But still, he like, I don't know, there was just something about it that's like hard to accept him as Batman until watching it, and then I'm like, totally sold. Big into it. Good job, Robert Pattinson. That was awesome. Yeah, I think, Good job, Robert I Pattinson. think he could Shout be a long-time Pattinson. listener Shout of the podcast. Rob. Robbie P., <laughs> our good friend. I, I think it's very easily to easy to defend him as like maybe the best on-screen Batman we've seen. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I definitely agree. Uh, my answer is someone... I, I, I don't really know the actor. I... I know the role, but only from like mm. the uh, Christopher Nolan movies, and I was like, "Well, 
how do you how do you beat Gary Oldman? You yeah, know? Uh, like mm. how do you even compare? Uh, but Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon oh. was amazing. So like I, I I definitely bought their whole relationship. It felt like he had chemistry with this character uh, of of vengeance of the Batman. Um, and whenever they were on the on screen together, I cared about. Uh, I was like, if James Gordon like gets hurt or anything, oh, yeah. I want to be pretty like devastated. Yeah, because he did so well. He like, did. Um, I don't know. I think I think it could have been like a, a flat performance, but it definitely felt very alive in this in this world, and so yep. I did appreciate that. Nice. Oh yeah. Well, I thought that my answer was definitely going to get taken with me going last, but I got lucky. Um, well, it's, for me, it was like landslide. It was Paul Dano yeah. as the Riddler. Yeah, yeah he was, he was, he he was awesome. so good. And especially for a role that was very largely kind of V for Vendetta style, like you don't get to see his face. Mm-hmm. It's just him like bringing the physicality of the character and then when they even address the fact that like he's kind of this dweeby nerdy guy so why was he so big and open and he's like it's because i felt like me in the mask mm-hmm. you know and i i loved that kind of idea of like i i honestly almost wish that i didn't know about this movie going into it that paul dano was going to be the riddler so that with his face reveal i would because <laughs> yeah, i just think yeah. that they did that perfectly yeah, yeah. where it shows him and he's like the most average looking person uh-huh. ever mm-hmm. and even kind looking mm-hmm. you know his like but faces then, to the uh the diner counter yeah and he just like yeah. gets that little smile yeah and his little smile it's I was so, like, creepy. He's so creepy <laughs> and then um when he the scene in arkham when it's batman talking to um the riddler that whole performance from Paul Dano was maybe some of my favorite things that I've seen on a big screen in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so creepy. So obviously, like, criminally unstable. Like, mentally ill, yeah. you know? Which is the whole thing with Batman villains. Like, they go to an insane yeah. asylum because they have, like, they're not okay mentally, right? Yeah. And when he, like, there was that part where things weren't going the way that he thought and he just started going ah yeah. <laughs> and just like making sound i was like this is <laughs> the most unsettled i've been in a long time and i love yeah. it and i just i think that he was so phenomenal and then when he's just singing ave maria and batman's like yeah. pounding on the glass and he's just singing at yeah. him he, freaky so freaky and i love that it. uh so that scene, he talks about Bruce Wayne. I misinterpreted this at first, um, but I thought he knew Batman was Bruce Wayne, but he yeah. does not. And right. so he's talking, he's saying Bruce Wayne over and over and over again, and then he says something like, but we didn't get him, or something like that. And that made, because Batman looked like he was about to crack. He was about to be like, how did you know it was me? And then Riddler says something along the lines of, hey, yeah, we we didn't quite get that one though. To something along the lines where Bruce Wayne processed, oh, he doesn't. Batman processed, he doesn't know I'm Bruce Wayne. But the way that both of those like performances played off each other, and just like the pacing of like their facial expressions, and just the way that it kind of evolved from there was so expertly done. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I appreciated with Riddler and the characters in this movie in general, 
is that none of them died except for Carmine Falcone. Because yeah. that's like so frequently the case. It's like, cool, we don't really know what else to do with this villain, so we're just going to kill him off and we can do a whole new thing in the next one. Um, right. With Riddler not dying, I was like, yes. Like, once he gets arrested, he stays arrested. Like, he stays in Arkham. He doesn't have a breakout thing like Joker or anything, like, like in Dark Knight. Um, he stays in there even though his stuff keeps going on outside. Um, and then the Penguin and Catwoman, obviously. I'm sure there's going to be stuff we hear from them um, further down the line. But I was I was very enthused by the fact that Riddler stayed alive. And with that, what do you think they're going to do with a follow-up to this movie? Whether it has Riddler, Joker, or whatever else. Like, What do you think is the future of this franchise? Good segue. Great segue. Thank you. When when Lucas first <laughs> said this in our in our group text, he asked us to pitch the next five movies, or I guess four movies, next four, four, to make to it make a quintology. And I said, "There's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do would we have and time." Yeah. I said I would pitch ten. Yeah, because so, I was very excited. So, so just Niles do one take... and a general idea, because also we don't have a ton of time anyway. But like, sure. yeah. do one and a, a general idea of where no. a trajectory point. Basically, what what I'll say for it is is you kind of likened it to No Way Home or like uh, the Spider-Man trilogy that we have right now in the MCU, um, and I like how it started. No no real origin story, but like we're and it's this detective Batman, and I feel like eventually we're going to get to the superhero uh, caped crusader, as you said, mm-hmm. Batman that we know, and so I'm, I'm kind of like I want it to pace out where we'll slowly see him become more and more of that just symbol, uh, brave and bold Batman. Um, Now, what I want from this this next movie is maybe controversial. I don't want to see the Joker. No, I'm sick of the Joker. I don't either. I don't think he's going to be in it either. Um, But I want more villains that I haven't seen before, Mm -hmm. right? I want, like... How even Spider-Man did Mysterio, mm-hmm. and like I never yeah. thought I'd see a Mysterio on on the big screen, if you will. So maybe like I, I, I what is, like Black Mask, you know, he just a super obscure villain. He was in the Harley Quinn movie, played right. by Ewan oh, McGregor. Oh, is that who that was? <laughs> Which is the one reason that I really want to watch I, I, that. Movie. I didn't see that one, but you know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I know just what like mean, this, yeah. just a random, just freaking, random like, guys. Yeah, oh yeah, Man Bat. Man bat, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I just want like someone who I haven't seen before. I don't. I don't need to see a new Bane. I don't need to see a new Scarecrow. Like, like this one. I mean, I had a Falcone or Falcone or however they want to say it. When Carmine they say Falcone. It. <laughs> Falcone. <laughs> they say Falcone, um, but that's incorrect. Um, but still, like. Boo. They had him, um, and we just saw him in Batman Begins, right? Mm-hmm. But it was felt very different, very new, yeah. and so that was fine. Yeah. So even if they do show a new villain again, like, I mean, we've seen the Penguin, we've seen Catwoman, we've and seen they Riddler. felt very new. We have seen, yeah, I mean, we've seen the Riddler the same way we've seen the Penguin, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't. Jim Carrey. I, I just don't want to see the same. I don't want to see anyone basically from the Batman Begins, like or the Dark Knight trilogy yeah, I agree. again. Yeah, I don't want I to see Bane. Well, we got I Catwoman. Mean, we got Catwoman and we got yeah. Falcon. So, I maybe it'll see, still work. But no Joker. Yeah, for sure. No Bane. 
I would like to see Bane, but I would like to see Bane like as he big is in the comics. Wrestling mask, yeah. Russian dude, like <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have more to say, Jared? Or is no, that pretty much your. No, okay. that's I want. I want from the trilogy or movies to slowly build from detective cool. to superhero, basically, hmm. uh, and I want them to spotlight lesser seen villains. Yeah. Right. So that was that was one of my big opinions too. I wanted lesser known villains. My pitch actually for the sequel of this movie would be it would still involve kind of the Riddler and the Joker, but maybe in just like one or two scenes where they're kind of like talking to each other about like, okay, where do we go from here? You know? Like what could we possibly do next? Things like that. And um but I would like to see him actually, this is the villain that I've always thought would be really fun on screen. And now, like I said, that we're kind of pushing back into that comic book movies can be like comic books and be a little bit weirder. I would like to see him go up against the Mad Hatter, mm. um, who is, for those of you that don't know, this dude that is just genuinely obsessed <laughs> with the story of like Alice in Wonderland. And he like believes himself to be the Mad Hatter. And he, a lot of the time, uses kind of, like, acid-type drugs um, to get you, like, basically put you into Wonderland. Mm. And so it could be this very visually appealing, like, kind of similar to Scarecrow in that, like, kind of altered reality-type stuff. But, um, I don't know. I think that the Mad Hatter is so, so cool. You could even, like, turn the drops or whatever from this movie into that drug. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. Something it or would like be super he changed easy. the formula of the drops or something. He's yeah, the new supplier, and, and it's yeah. tripping people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're so just, wild and something. Yeah, I don't know. It could be it could be really goofy, mm-hmm. but like he's got a lot of really cool villains. Another one, honestly, Calendar Man. I would like to even just see him, not like as the there's villain. There's zero chance that but happens. But as, like, no, there's zero <laughs> chance. But there's zero chance that he would be a main villain. But I would like to maybe see him, like, in a scene or something, you know? I just think it would be he fun. Was in, Calendar, Man, Calendar Man. He was in a scene of the, suicide, the suicide Squad. squad. Yeah. James yeah. Gunn's brother played him. But here's, here's the thing. What I want is the end of each of these movies, the next four movies, (laughs) to end with that hallway in Arkham just getting longer. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Cameras panning back with more rooms of these people next to each other. Right? That's kind of cool. All kind of talking to each other. And then the last movie... Sinister Six. I mean... uh, No, no, no. uh... It is it is Batman's version basically of Sinister Six, which is not a team up, but it's a, a story called the Long Halloween that this movie already kind of borrowed from a little bit. But the the video games, the Arkham, Arkham games, video yeah. games, very heavily are based on um, the Long Halloween. Every single one of them, because basically it's all designed to take place over twenty four hours, mm, and cool. so these villains escape. And they go and do their own things, and he has to basically figure out who's actually behind their escape, determine basically which of these losses can I accept, because I can't get everyone, and then have him go through and basically, like, 
through this night, interact with all of these different villains in their own ways, you know, because they've been having all of this time to plan what they're going to do to Batman when they leave. And so they're coming after him, but he's got to get to this thing. It would be awesome. Yeah, be cool. It would be so, so cool. And if any Batman was the version of Batman to pull off a long Halloween it would type be, thing, yeah. it would be Oh, this for one. sure. I see. I think... So I don't know how much supernatural type stuff they're going to do, because obviously this is a very grounded world. But I feel like they could introduce villains like Mr. Freeze or Clayface or Bane, and it wouldn't yeah. feel out of place. Like, I feel like they've and already Mr. established Freeze... it enough to the point where if they were to have someone where they have some sort of scientific explanation behind it, but they still have more supernatural-esque powers, I think it would work in a world like this. Yeah. And I think that Matt Reeves has even said that Mr. Freeze is kind of the top of his list for the next movie, if it were So he, cool. if it were, dude, come on. They're definitely going to make another one of these. Like, there's zero chance they they are like, yeah, that was a fun little venture and we made a ton of money, ton of money off of it, but that's it. We're just a one and done. There's some parts of me that almost kind of wish that, uh, that this could just be an isolated, really awesome movie. Yeah, but that's not the world we live in. The world we live in yeah. is one of sequels, and honestly... We only got one week out of the life of this Batman, and I'm I'm ready for more. Um, so yeah, that's me that's too. like I want a sequel. Yeah, now. seriously, seriously, it's like <laughs> I just want as much of this as I can get. And the other thing is that they're making a Penguin TV show, um, that we're gonna that is gonna tie in. Well, a a, a Gotham PD TV. That show. is separate. They're doing with, Gotham with... and a Penguin show. Really? I thought that it was going to be a Gotham. No, they're doing two shows. Okay. So they're doing a Gotham Police. TV show with well, you Gordon know what I character. don't care about at all. Either Gotham of those. Police yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't revolve around Batman. Penguin yeah. or yeah, like I, it's an HBO Max know, original, and so far HBO Max originals have been slapping. They are very good. That's true. And so I'm hopeful because we already have a Gotham PD show. It's called Gotham, and it's really good and not bad. Well, I've never watched it, and I don't think I love it. I love it, but it's genuinely not. <laughs> like I can recognize that I'm like, oh, this is low quality, but you know, it's fun for me. Yeah, that's probably why they're gonna do it again, but better, and with uh, Jeffrey Wright as the main guy. However, I'll I'll tell you right now, real quick, quick interruption. The Joker from Gotham is maybe my favorite live action iteration of the Joker. That's interesting. Not even lying. Bold. He's so. That good. is a bold take. He's so so good. I yeah, think... Heath Ledger was bad too. So. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that helps. Not a high bar. I think no, that no I think bar. that Barry Keegan's Joker is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, jo Jared, I don't know if you knew this. Do huh. you know who played the Joker in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw a picture of him. Isn't he in like? What's he in? Eternals. He's in Eternals. Yeah, he's the right, Ezra right. Miller looking. <laughs> I, I was literally going to say he was like the Ezra Miller type. Uh -huh. I don't remember. <laughs> I think his name is Druig, right? Yeah, Druig. he's Druig. Druig yeah. In case you were wondering. Yeah, and he was I the mean, mind he's, control he's guy. Good. Yeah, yeah for, for, for those of you that the... can remember any character's name from <laughs> yeah. Eternals, which is or fair. who Barry Keegan is, and the, yeah. the well, also fair. three quarters of his face we kind of saw shrouded in well, darkness. So. When when it zoomed in close, like I know he said something about being like a something about a clown or a joke or a lie. Yeah. Now you're a clown, haha. -ha. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it zoomed in and his face looked like scarred. Oh, it looked and I was totally like, muted. Is this like, Two Face? Yeah. Is this gonna be to like me, a? Yeah. I was like, there's no way. To me, what he looked like. There is a storyline in the comics where Joker's face gets ripped off mm -hmm. and then and then back. he staples it back onto his I head, it. mm. and it's a very very frightening look. And that's what it looked like yeah. to me. 
Hmm. I think that'll probably be something like what they do. Jared doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's so. What weird. I, I do think they're gonna do with this next um, movie is Mister Freeze. Oh yeah, you haven't. Yeah, I, I think Mister Freeze <laughs> is up next, and I think they can do a really grounded, cool version of him. And I'm excited to see um, kind of where they go with that version of Mister Freeze because if that's what they end up going with, I'm I'm here for it. Whatever they do, I'm I'm down. But what I think they're gonna build to is not a not like what Niall was saying where they break out. I think it's gonna be where Batman gets stuck in Arkham Asylum and he has to fight everyone who's in like the first oh, Arkham game. You know how much I would. I love think that, that would be so. That would cool. be very like cool, where because I was thinking like there's not that's really... the only one I've played and I only played like. Not a lot of it. <laughs> it's fun, Dude, though. you need to play those Niall games. Let me bo- so good. Now let me borrow them for, like, two years, and I played literally maybe an hour of one. <laughs> the funny, like... That's such a shame. They're they so are good. really good. And I think that would be such a cool... Because I was thinking, like, there's not really a Sinister Six for Batman. But since they're already in Arkham, we've already got Joker and um, Riddler there. Penguin and Catwoman mm-hmm. could end up there, too. Whoever else he fights, like Mr. Freeze or Bane Harley or- Quinn is already there in universe probably, probably you know? i'm not saying it needs to be our harley yeah, Quinn yeah, yeah. from ours from birds of prey yeah you know, yeah, you know. The yeah, three we love we love we love harley quinn um but, uh, I, but they could recast her i'd be totally fine with that oh i wouldn't care i mean they've recast every other character for this world so like why not sure. keep doing it um but i think that's what it's gonna build to i don't i really don't think joker's the next guy i think they just are like hey joker's around in this world which again is kind of annoying to me that they have another Joker, and I'm just like, ugh, uh-huh. I'm sick of what? a million Jokers. But yeah, I don't I think, think he's going to be I'm just, I'm just upset that it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not, dude. I don't want him to be fighting this version. It was a joke. <laughs> Chill. Was like, um, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. No, I, yeah, I think if they could have cut one scene, it would have been that scene. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't get think why they it did added it. too much. It's obviously setting up like, oh, it's a bigger world than just this guy, but so yeah, yeah, I I think um, <laughs> um, yeah, I so I have a question, but I also didn't really come up with a good answer for my own question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it for today. But I did want to say ask you guys this: from the intensity of the trailer, at least I felt like going into it that it should be rated R for it to really like oh it's got to be gritty Batman movie. But coming out of it, I'm like. I'm pretty happy it was only PG-13. I agree. The thing is, like, there, there's, yeah. there is a higher creative power with restrictions. And it's interesting yeah. because James Gunn has been restricted with PG-13 with the Marvel movies, and he was not with the R-rated. And I like Guardians more than I like his um, R-rated That's stuff because he can just do whatever. When people are reined in, they're almost always more creative because they have to come up with new ways of doing things. And giving restrictions like that helps a lot. Because it was still really dark, it was still really gritty, but we didn't have to have a man's head pulled off or like you'd see the blood of the explosion when that guy blew up. Like we still understood everything with the violence and that it was a dark world, but we didn't have to have it like that. And the other thing is like R rated movies historically will always make less than PG thirteen movies. And we're in a time right now where movies are not making money anyway. So it would be like suicide to make an R rated Batman movie and restrict people who are younger than seventeen to see this movie. Um, so I, yeah. um, I agree. It's good that they did not, um, they did not make it R. No, I think that's really well said. I think my one thing was like, it, it was very like seven, but it was without all the grotesque shots 
included in yeah, seven. Yeah. And I'm like, I definitely didn't need to see the guy's face get eaten off by rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can tell me that happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's spooky, and I don't like it. But I'm glad I don't have to see it. The thing so. I, I would yeah. recommend highly seven watching seven if you watch this, and also Zodiac. Zodiac. I was gonna say Paul Dano was basically playing the Zodiac, yep. and it worked yeah. really, really it was, well. It was very good. Well, guys, Niall, take us home. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Man Cave Movie Night. If you want to hear more episodes of Movie Man Cave Night, um, Man Cave Movie Night. Woof. Jeez, I'm talking too quickly. Sorry. Um, you just you know scroll around on on your app that you're using, and you can listen to more of us talking about the things that you like or the things that you don't. Um, if you want to participate in the show, we are going to try to start doing more fan question type stuff. It's been hard to do. We got to figure out more of our structure first and make sure that we don't take an hour and nine minutes to, um, just get through our stuff. A third of the length of the movie we watched. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, don't say it like that. I hate it. I could have easily kept talking for another hour, honestly. Oh yeah. No, I could 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 talk about this movie forever, but follow us on Instagram at man cave movie night. Um, and you know, just follow us on TikTok. There's TikToks. Spotify, Uh, Apple podcasts. We're, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Letterboxd, Tumblr. Letterboxd, follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, yeah, le- follow us all on Letterboxd. Follow us on MySpace. Follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, follow us on Venmo. <laughs> and we will see you next week on the next Man Cave Movie Monday. Or-